welcome to Disc Integration. I'm your host, Tim. This is Matt. And we're back again this week for the Cure's fourth album, Pornography. But before we get to that, what do we have as usual? Match play! This week, the song title was Down. The bands involved were Marion Hill, which I'd never heard before, 311, which I had heard before, and Jawbreaker, which I have loved before. (laughs) Fair enough. I also had never heard of the Marion Hill song. Really? I thought maybe it was something you did know. Who, uh-uh. who was there that night that was like, oh yeah, that one? Uh, I think that was Kelly. Maybe, yeah. Because we did have some help in picking out these songs. Yeah. Mostly Kelly. Mostly Kelly. Which one do you want to start with, Matt? 311. 311? Go for it. I don't know. It might just be because of the like my generation. That song, I can't stand the 311 version of Down anymore. Down, down. <laughs> and uh, I'll admit it's catchy and everybody knows like at least a bit of it if they've heard it maybe once. I think it's super easy to hate on 311. I think it and is too. The <laughs> entire rap rock genre by most people in general. It just doesn't tend to work yeah. well. It should. Yeah. Both of them are great. It should be like peanut butter and chocolate, but yeah. I'm sure it doesn't that work that way. I'm sure that there's a 311 song out there in the world that I might enjoy, but Down was overplayed when I was younger and it is just not. So I listened to it on YouTube. Me too. And it went straight into another 311 song because I was screwing around with something else. Mm-hmm. That one wasn't as bad. I yeah. think this is a particularly bad 311 song. I'm not saying the other song was good, but, <laughs> but it wasn't this. This is really bad. Yeah. When they get into stuff, just some of the breaks they put in the song. Oh God, it's so awful. Yeah, not <laughs> a fan, so no. We go with Marion Hill or Jawbreaker next. A Jawbreaker next. All right. I got a lot to say. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't know. I. If you so, slip, you can get up. That's the wonder of the winner's cup. <laughs> That's fucking Jawbreaker in a nutshell. They're yeah. super uplifting punk rock. But you were I, saying... Alright, so in fairness, I hadn't heard of Jawbreaker as a group until recently, like, Tim introduced me to them. I don't, they, they're, they're a solid second place for me, for this one. Right. But, I don't know, I'm, I don't know, I'm just not into that type of punk rock, I guess. Well, I do know that Matt is wrong. Jawbreaker are kings. Everything he says is lies. <laughs> this band has a song called With or Without You Too. What yeah. more do you want from a punk rock band? Let's all bear in mind that this is coming from Tim, the fan of U2. No, this band itself is also easily in my top ten bands of all time. I love Jawbreaker. So I guess on to Marion Hill. You yeah. already played your hand. You already I said have. Jawbreaker was second. I know we're going in rank order. Uh, yeah, no, I, I kept it that way on purpose. Marion Hill, and this may just be where I'm at like right now, but the instrumentals are real like background and you can like it's more vocal than it's it is. simple it's a simple it keyboard and vocals. It is a very good song. Yeah. I actually did enjoy it quite a bit, except for the uh like hip hop vocal mixes they did. Yeah, they did some real I mean it was sort of like they were scratching. Yeah, that's what it was in the eighties. Um, yeah, it, I didn't like those parts. If they just clip that out, it, it is a solid song. It obliterates three eleven. Yeah, but I will. <laughs> you bastard! The you really put me video, in a corner here. Yeah, the music you video. Your hand. The music video for it, like I just watching it again. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't really pay attention. I don't think I remember a lot of reds. Yeah, there's a lot of reds yeah. to it, and it's like a lot of the beginning of it is just like a series of elevators going down with like the the singer in them. Right. <laughs> Thank God she wasn't going down, down. No, uh-uh. never in the song does she down, down. I wish she would have. That would have been an awesome callback. I need to. I didn't even look. Is Marion? Did Marion come out before or after? Oh, I think it was after three eleven. 
I think I think so just based on the way the song sounds. I think it sounds more produced and like yeah. cleaner. You can you know that was still like early two thousands. I think so. I'd say the sound quality they can capture these days is a lot better than back then even. Oh yeah. Fuck. Because Matt already said he picked Marion Hill when I, he's supposed to wait till we discussed all of them. Or I could have trick handled it. <laughs> Maybe. One, two, three, jawbreaker. Yeah, I still Marion Hill. Yep. Fucker. <laughs> now we got a tie. So yeah. how we how we gonna break that? I don't know. We never actually had a tie before. Oh good thing I've thought about Not it had since a... the last time we were concerned this may come up. Right. It's easy. Solve it out on the course. I'm playing for Jawbreaker today. Right. You are playing I will for, play Marion for Marion Hill. Hill. I'm gonna carry the Jawbreaker flag as best I can. Uh it, for, for anybody out there that's wondering, the Marion Hill song is way older than both Jawbreaker and 311. Are you serious? Or, way newer, sorry. Way newer than Oh, uh, okay. Jawbreaker I was about to say, ain't no way it's older than Jawbreaker. 2016? Yeah, I figured. Yes. It has that sound. No, it does. And it's got the, hey, we're doing, we've, we've done a lot to this. Like, it's got that. Well, I hope it can motivate you out there on the course today. I hope I don't fail it. <laughs> so through two holes, we're tied up. So what the fuck are we going to do if we tie this course? That's uh, the question that faces us now. I guess fucking 311 wins the show. No, no, we can't be doing that dumb shit. Uh, we can't let 311 win just because we tie. I, I mean, I guess it's that or a coin flip. This is the hell we live in these days. The rules are fucked. So if we tie, 311 wins by default. This is bullshit. <sighs> All right, I guess one of us has to win this. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to win this. 311 <laughs> can't win. Oh, that's true. Give your best shot, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Still talking shit when he's tied. Good lord. Hell yeah! Come on. Killing me. Do we end up in a tie if I hit this and you hit that? Damn it. Alright, I hit this. It's all about the jawbreaker. I have to hit this. This is ridiculous. If you miss this, I'm gonna. Uh, if I miss this, 311 deserves to win. Alright, jawbreaker wins! Woo! Way too close to being a rip shot. And that's the drama. Well, let's get on to the Cure's fourth album. Pornography. I was really hoping you were just going to go with let's get on to pornography. <laughs> yeah, <damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The Cure's fourth album, released May 4th of 1982. I swear to God, if I missed the first song on this one too, I'm going to just throw things. So Matt, you wanted to take a guess at any member changes, because I'm about to go into the staffing changes for this album. Yeah. I s- did they, they had to have gotten like a new bassist. They did not... The only staffing change was getting a new producer. Weird. Yeah. Definitely more, heard more bass I, in this one. I agree with you there. Yep. But, which it's may be solid. the new producer part. But solid. Yeah. yeah. Could be too, yeah. The album was recorded in three weeks, and according to the band members, there was a lot of LSD, alcohol, and infighting throughout the recording sessions. According to Smith, he was depressed and got to a point where he'd come to the conclusion that he was either going to get it all out into the record, or he was going to kill himself. Wow. The album debuted at number 8 on the UK album charts, but was not critically acclaimed. It received one and a half stars from Rolling Stone, and Dave Hill from NME said it was tiresomely self-analytical. Ooh, that was a tough one. <laughs> yeah, it was. Retrospectively, modern critics have said reviewers of the time were too harsh on the album. Spin Magazine described it as the high watermark for Goth's musical evolution, NME reassessed it and described it as arguably the album that invented Goth. Which... I- I can't say I agree with the invented goth one, the two no. previous ones. Well, yeah. I feel the first one was absolutely, probably not goth, no. but two previous. They were, uh, although, I will say that... Oh, I can, we I can, can get into it in the yeah. end. Yeah. Anyways, let's get to these songs. All right. Let's, intro, 100 years. Ha ha, see? I didn't miss a song. All right. Good, <laughs> good job. I like this song. I like the chaos yeah. noise of it. 
it's dark, it's angry, and it feels like out of the gate, I went, well, not going to be hearing those uh, Bouncy Poppy songs mm-hmm. that you heard on the previous album. They're going all in on dark and yep. angry yep. on this album. And they set the tone with this song. And it was a great, like, I, I, it's a great, this is the cure song. Yeah. Just hearing this one, oh yeah, no, this is, this is the cure. This is. <laughs> yeah, this is what you this should is, probably expect. Yeah. They're good at these album openers. They are, too. Like, had, this is the fourth one, and, well, you can't speak to all of them because you completely missed the Holy Hour. No, there. I re-listened to it. Did you? I did re-listen finally. to it. Yeah. Finally, I was like, you know, I'll go back and listen to that. Yeah, solid opener. Yeah. Like, so they're four for four for openers. I don't know if he's like, well, I'm going to write an opener for the album now. I, or if he just listens to them and goes, eh, yeah, that's the opener. Wait, either way. Yeah. Killing it on that front. Uh, next up was a short-term effect. Really long for a short-term effect. <laughs> I, I like this song. No, I'm not. It, uh, again, I think one of the major differences between this album or the songs on this one and the previous previous one I kept talking about, like, man, it seemed like at any point he's going to release a bit of anger. Yeah. And never did. On this one, I think it it is an it angrier is, album. Yeah. It's still depressing as shit, but yeah, no, just, they're pissed off about being depressed. Yeah. It, it, it's, yeah, they're definitely, like, upset or pissed off and angry all the time. <laughs> yes, pretty much. But and don't plan to stop. Sad. <laughs> like, yeah. How can you deliver sad, angry music? Like, they do it. Yep. Uh, number three is The Hanging Garden. And I love the bass line on this song. Dude. Just like you talked about. That it, that bass line outshines anything else they've probably done up to this point yeah. on this, this album. So I could see why you would think bass has changed. I think he just got way better. Or was given more responsibility with the music, too. I'm, I'm guessing he was given more freedom with the music. Like, the producer was less. And they have a more natural drum sound on this yep. song compared to the previous albums. The other ones, I mean, they have that kind of 80s-ish sounds sort of electronic but it's probably like real drums just run through some effects maybe uh, also like at least for me out of the three songs hanging garden almost had like a faster tempo like yeah, it yeah. was it's aggressive yeah uh, yeah no i noticed that it's, it feels super aggressive of the of of the first three like it's probably yeah. one of the longer ones yeah it, but it feels shorter uh, honestly when i put it, first put it in and saw like Five and five and forty-five seconds, six yeah. minutes thirty seconds. I'm like, oh man, this this is gonna Dude, be a yeah. rough one here. Siamese twins. It felt like they slowed down. Yeah, no, I. I but you know, I mentioned intro. the speed thing with Hanging Garden. I think it's just less aggressive. Yeah, I don't know that it was actually slower than the previous songs. No, I don't, I don't think it's slower than any of their other songs. But I think because it's not quite as aggressive. Yeah, it feels like it. Like when I listened to it, I thought, you know, this could have been on Faith and would have fit right in. Yeah. Whereas on this one, up to this point, I think it, it doesn't quite fit. Like, it fits because, like, well, listen to Faith. Sounds like it, but it, it lacks the aggression the first three have had. Yeah, and and I did, I mean, I noted, like, and part of that might be, like, like the vocals. I can't say lyrics because the lyrics are solid. Right. But the vocals are kind of disjointed and separated. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, like, broke up the aggression of the vocal sound. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. No, they're they're playing with everything. Yeah. Like, if it's at hand, like, yeah, let's try that. So I, I enjoy that in most music anyways. The figurehead. This one, again, had a more natural drum sound. Yep. And it made feel just like a lot more depth to the song. And I think it has gives the album more depth in comparison to the last two. I kind of don't look at Three Imaginary Boys because I don't think it was the second one that they became the cure yeah. necessarily. No, the Three Imaginary Boys was like not them. That felt like overproduced, like poppy sound. Right. I feel like this album, uh, kudos to the drummer, Tolhurst. Yeah. I mean, you brought him to another level, I think. Yeah. And also, this will be the last album he plays drums on. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought too when I read that. Like, oh, are you kidding me? 
But, you know, maybe the next guy, he's sitting there like, no, play it like this, motherfucker. I yeah. figured, took me three albums, this is what sounds good. Yeah, maybe. I did put that this one feels like, uh, hey, the album's ending soonish. Like, it did feel kind of like... Oh, like it's transitioning yeah. to something else? I didn't really notice that. But, but I think that might have been, like, the vocal or the lyrical sound to it, like... Right. And but we, again, that could also just be the fact that it's, like, all of the songs so far have been kind of sad and depressing, and... Well, I think as we get into the last three... Uh, you may find oh I didn't realize that but it may explain the last three a little more to me yeah this one goes back to that 80's electronic drum sound yep a strange day sorry I didn't mention that yeah. so to me that was a step backwards yeah. on this album I just didn't care for it but like I said if the figurehead was acting as a transition and, and I I mean I even made note of like maybe the beat in this one's meant to kind of pull you out of the down that was the ending to figurehead like I mean at this point in the album this is where I'm like yeah I don't really care like up to that point I was like man I'm yeah. really liking this but I think with a strange day I was like yeah I don't know yeah, <laughs> maybe not I thought it was gonna thought maybe it'd be a almost perfect album since that's what we're listening for yeah up next was Cold uh, the keyboards are center stage on this one Dude, yeah like a cathedral sound to them almost yeah again not bad but kind of like Strange Day I factor in that transition A Strange Day and Cold go together yeah like they make sense in that order yeah it's, it's almost like those are like the B side right but not quite like yeah <laughs> yeah because I don't think I don't think the Cure had real B sides. Like I don't think they separated A and B side on their album listings. And of course, last but not least, pornography again with the title song being at the end. <laughs> yep, like, exactly. Uh, at this point, it's just getting cliche. Like we yeah. get it. Yeah. You've told the record execs fuck off a yeah. couple times <laughs> when they told you not to put the title track last. But yeah. Come on, Smith. Be a team player. Right. You know, this was really just kind of a noisy rock. It sort was, of song, yeah. and it ends the album, I think, pretty well. Yeah. It's almost formless. It is. There's no real, like, you're not going to be hooking in, like, I'm singing this one every yeah. time no, I get in the you car. Can, I, yeah. No, <laughs> and I, I even noted, like, the intro-ish, like, and, and I say intro, but it's, like, kind of consistent throughout. Right. Kind of begs you to play it backwards to see what the hidden message is. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I wish it had just kind of built more toward the noise, but instead it kind of faded out with yeah. the noise. If it had built up, just kind of ended. I was like, oh, that's a solid ending for this album. So what are you thinking overall, Matt? On this one, I can definitely feel the length of each song. And that might just be like, every song is, I think I, the shortest is four and a half minutes. Yeah, I don't think any of them felt overly long, though. No, but... Because there are songs that they, I will definitely... Like, I there were songs on over, but Faith that were... I could definitely, like, that is... Yeah, there was that one was like, whoa, you cut off just in time. I was about to skip you. Yeah. Compared to the previous two golf albums. Yeah. Again, taking out Three Imaginary Boy. Those two, they felt more mired in the sadness. Mm -hmm. And we've already kind of discussed it. This time, they're punching their way out. Like, yeah, we're going to use our anger to get the fuck out of this. This is bullshit. Let's just stop. (laughs) I'm tired of this crap. And the drums, man. I've already said it once, but, man, it, it makes this album so much better. Yeah. I wish they had had drumming like this on the last two. Like, it does. And to think that this is that man's last album as drummer. What is going on in the world? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's definitely, like, a solid... I wouldn't say it's definitely, like, hey, this is the first goth album. Like, this is going to be what starts goth. But it's a solid goth album. So what do you think in score was? Goth isn't necessarily what I would call my genre of music. You're going to go four? No, I'm going like 3.25. 3.25. I actually almost went 3.25. Just because I had given Faith three. But I stuck with just three. The only reason being, I think I liked 
more individual songs on 17 seconds as far as things I would re-listen to. Oh. I think there's probably more on there than, I mean, there's a couple on here. Uh, Hanging Garden, I'm going to listen to probably quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about 100 Years War. It's good as an album opener, but I don't think I'd re-listen to it a lot. Mm-hmm. The short-term effect, maybe, and the figurehead, possibly. I honestly would probably listen to Siamese Twins more. All right. It's it's something with the disjointed vocals makes it more interesting. Gotcha. Oh, you like so I can understand it. I mean, we matched up scores, and yeah. if I was going to recommend just one of the three albums of the Goth years or whatever, because I think after this album they're transitioning out of Goth. Probably. I would still recommend this one as a total work. Yeah. No, the overall goth package. But if somebody's like, hey, just recommend me a Cure song, I'm probably going to think of one from 17 Seconds over something off this album. So, what do we got next week for Match Play, Matt? Well, let's look at the list here. I haven't heard of either one of those bands. All I Can Do, Tribate, and Mike's Chair. I don't know Mike's Chair, either. It must have just been you looked up that word. It's like, well, here's one. Like, yeah, let's use that. Oh, that should be an interesting one. Got anything else, Matt? I don't think so. All right, let's go disc. Please follow us on Twitter at Frisky Discs. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts.